Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to the original Loretta Brown Show radio to open the heart, heal the soul, and awaken the consciousness. Well, I just, um, you know, Benny, you always play that opening piece with from my muse, mm-hmm. right? And um, and you're I'm my like, muse now. Oh, thank you. Well, as a poem learning you. from last week's show. I know. I'm going to do world-renowned composer <laughs> via a piano that I had no idea, <laughs> which I heard the re- the encore show earlier this week too, and I was reminded yet again on how I need to find music for you. Yep. To serenade there, me. <laughs> there, there it goes. All right. right. Well, I have a a um. I came out playing the piano. My mother said I was born with a piano in my mouth. Oh, like a little Don't keyboard? Say... <laughs> like a little keyboard type thing, you know? No, actually, I think it was a grand piano because oh. it was in my mouth. <laughs> Baby grand. I get it. Oh. Oh. Where, where is my rib shot? Oh, you are on it. Hey. <laughs> Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. I get it. Yeah, totally. Um, that's hysterical. <laughs> Right. I'm not going to get away from that one. I think that's going to play into something in the future. Probably. I have yeah. one of those a year, and I think I just used it up. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. no, no. For with me, <laughs> there's no ending to that. Anyway, yeah, so I am I'm i haven't done anything with my piano in the public eye for a few years, and so I'm just dusting it off. And yeah. I have this wonderful woman with a voice like an angel that <clears throat> I am a smoky lounge act, right? <clears throat> right. If I try singing, and so I always kind of giggle about. I dig those kind of acts, though. I no. mean, it's a unique sound. I'm not. I don't think you should put yourself down. Or those are those are amazing Thank voices. You. Those are amazing Thank voices. You. Yeah. Yeah. It's like our speaking voices, right, Betty? That's why we're on the radio. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Janis Joplin, Mama Cass. I know. All those. Yeah, those are Mama some greats Cass. right there with the old raspy voice. Yeah, they had great, great music. Mm-hmm. I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. So anyway, more, more to come on that, you guys. You'll just have to tune in. We don't. I don't have any invitations or anything posted out there yet. So I'll let you know. We're working on on our our what we're gonna do. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I am the owner of Reiki Oasis, located right here in the greater Seattle area since 1995. I know it happens. And I do have Reiki classes coming up. I'm throwing that out there because we're in the year of the rabbit and a lot of people, their hearts are calling them to come and do things. And I think Reiki is a great place to start. Um, I have a Reiki 1 class, actually, February 11th. Reiki 2 will be March 5th. And Reiki Master is April 8th. And please find everything at ReikiOasis.com or Schedule.ReikiOasis.com. A big shout out to my patrons. I'm a listener-supported show. Thank you. Love. Love. Always. Gratitude. Uh, we all have our parts to play in this beautiful world, and you help make this show possible, and that's the actual truth. So thank you. Very, very short astrology check-in, because I can't wait to get my guest on the show, uh, because it's going to be awesome. Aha! Yeah, I had to do it. Sorry, Mark. Michael had to do it. So we had a little bit of a rocky start to the year, but all planets are now direct until April 21st. And... I got to tell you, I, I've been telling people it feels to me like horses, you know, at a, you know, getting ready to run a race and they're like, come on, open the gates, open the gates. And now the gates opened. That's a little bit chaotic out there. So just understand that things are going to kind of smooth out, but there is this forward moving 
energy and we are in Aquarius right now. And it is about restructuring, rebuilding and growth. There's an accountability element in this accountability, personal accountability, governmental accountability, these sorts of things. And uh, take a note, February 16th, the sun is going to conjunct Saturn at three degrees of Aquarius. And it's a time of heavy responsibilities kind of coming to the forefront. So when I say that, don't don't get all like wrapped around the axle. You know, we are here to help create a world that, in my opinion, is coming from our hearts, from love based. And for us to be able to live our life at a higher level is is really what it's all about. Don't get pulled down into whatever's going on around you. Remember to live life from the inside out and not from the outside and, and, and stay grounded. On Friday, February 3rd, the asteroid Cirrus, <clears throat> excuse me, goes retrograde. Now, Cirrus is not a planet, so its effect is softer, but it's an asteroid associated with nourishment and nurturing. Hmm. So it can be linked to mother, mothering, or the mother wound, or any issues around that. And what I really want to say is, are you taking care of yourself? A lot of people are saying, Loretta, I don't know what happened, but man, I need some self-care. And so it's time to do that, right? You might find yourself needing to nourish those parts of yourself or reach out to others, right? And this is a very good time to adopt a daily self-care routine, which my guest today will help you kind of come up with something if you don't have it. And Cirrus will station direct on May 6th. I do want to say that Mars is, it's doing what's called traveling outside the elliptic, which means it's sort of like coloring outside the lines. And Mars can be kind of a wild energy. It can be about anger, violence, fighting, warlike activities. And so it's it's kind of wobbling around out there. And so once again, Come back into your hearts, my dear listeners. Just come back in. Come in. It's all right. We're going to be fine. And uh, of course, on Sunday, we have a massive, great, big, huge full moon. I already saw it uh, last night in between the clouds here in Seattle, right? We've had some sunshine. And this full moon is in Leo. Leo. So it's going to bring us this bold, bright, sunny energy And of course, full moons illuminate areas of our lives that we really need to take a look at. And it's a great time to do release work. So release the past. Um, A lot of people are doing spring cleaning right now, which is interesting. And um, for those that celebrate these things, we had in bulk, right, which is the halfway mark between the winter solstice and the spring solstice. And so it is a celebration of the return of the light. And of course, today is Groundhog's Day. I don't know what the groundhog's going to say, but hey, let's keep moving forward. So we live in an awesome world. Yeah, we do. And if you go out and you see that moon, you might just look up and go, ah, and I'm doing that on purpose because my guest today is Michael Sandler. And Michael, I'm just so excited to have you on the show. He's a mystical teacher, the host of the massively popular inspire nation show i just want to say inspire a transformational self-help spiritually focused 
mostly YouTube, I'm just teasing you, channel, along with his wife, fellow coach and teacher, Jessica Lee, and his YouTube and pod podcasts have radically transformed the lives of hundreds of thousands worldwide, to include, include me, right? And he's a best-selling author, and we're going to talk about his book, Awe, Awe, The Automatic Writing Ooh. Experience. I know, Awe, I do that all the time. Michael, thank you so much for taking the time to be on our show. Yeah. Thank you so much, Loretta. A mighty woohoo. And how thank does you. it get any better than this? <laughs> it doesn't. Um, I've told people, you know, I've been on the radio for years and I'm always like, I get to talk to the most amazing people, right? People that are out there doing things. So, and here you are, right? Yeah. And here you are. I know. <laughs> Same game. How did we set this up? What were we <laughs> thinking? <laughs> right? So uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your history and how you got into this. You know, um, I know a lot of my listeners probably know who you are, but there, there may be a lot that don't. So let's just start there. How much time do you have? <laughs> as much as you need. <laughs> The briefest version is uh, two near-death near experiences, lots of two-by-fours for the universe, and here I am. The longer version of things is, uh, wow, I've been on a mystical spiritual journey, as uh, all of us are, but some of us forget. Uh, since I was a little child, I can remember having uh, a mystical experience when I slept on a Fisher-Price um, matchbox car parking garage at age five and popped a tooth out as I was thinking about the meaning in the universe and do we exist if we're not before us and what is existence and wow but where it really started was um I tried to become tried I was uh, working to become a professional cyclist make it to the Tour de France racing bicycles oh. in Europe as a young adult, I trained at the Olympic Training Center. I was in the French Alps. I got waved by a safety official into an oncoming car through a blind term. Whammo. And I laid on the ground and thought, God is dead. There is no God. And that was my trajectory for the next ooh, about seven years as I was in and out of pain centers. But I was also in the exploration, even though he said, God is dead. There is no God. I grew up in um, a very interesting environment. I was a Jewish boy who was continuously sent either to temple for school or to Catholic school for school. So I went to like a Catholic nursery school, a Hebrew kindergarten, Unitarian junior high, Catholic high school, Hebrew school along the way. And there's some other things just to confuse things. And then as an adult, as I'm healing, I got involved both with uh, the church, the temple, and Native American church, because I dated a Navajo girl for six and a half years. Actually, the proper term is Diné, meaning people of the earth. So uh, um, I learned there as well. And actually, in a Navajo Hogan in ceremony was the first time that I actually felt a presence. Before that, it was just reading stuff. Even when I was, I can remember talking shop in, in as a as a, a good Jewish boy in a Catholic high school. They put my locker right next to the priest offices. Little did they know, I'd hang out with the priest and talk shop with them. But this was the first time I felt something. Then a few years later, I did. I felt a calling 
that point, I was back in cycling. I was racing at the national level. I was one of the, uh, arguably one of the top sprinters in the country, top 10 sprinter. And I had a dream one night that said, you're going to sell all of your racing gear and you're going to go ride your bike across the country for students and adults with learning disabilities. And I'd been writing a book for uh, kids and adults with attention deficit disorder. So it wasn't out of line, but I woke up in the middle of the night going, I'm going to ride my bike across the country. <laughs> I tried to go back to sleep. I'm like, I'm going to ride my bike. Across. <laughs> I'd been training for 200 meter sprints, but it was out there on this ride that in a sense, I had no business doing in a sense. I had every business doing. I can remember the day that I was, uh, all sorts of miracles were taking place. It was a really hard day. There was a 56 mile walk all afternoon and evening on a beat up highway that the bike can't, couldn't even make it down. I was being poured rain on. It was freezing cold. I asked for assistance and the clouds parted and a giant moon illuminated my path and the rain stopped. And I'm like, I'm not alone. Fast forward many years. No, many years, two years. Oh man, it was not that long later. I was training at that point, sponsored by Rollerblade. I'd been a uh, inline skater, uh, training at the Olympic Training Center for that as well. And I was sponsored by Rollerblade to do a world record skate across the country. And I Finished a training session in Boulder, Colorado, uh, put myself in, in the creek, took off my skates, put my feet in the creek to kind of ice them down after a skating session, prayed for safety and guidance, got out of the creek, laced up my skates, said, go slow getting home, Michael. People are waking up now. They'll be out on the bike path. Rounded the first bend, and there was a, a father, I want to say a teacher, so I guess he was a teacher, a father teaching his baby how to walk, stepped out right in front of me. And I had an amazing break sponsor, but there was no time. I managed to miraculously throw myself up and back, fractured everything on impact, not everything, a lot of everything on impact. And it was awesome. Really? When <laughs> I opened my eyes, Loretta, and I didn't hit my head, because that's what every EMT asked, because I had a beaming ear-to-ear -ear grin. Michael was gone. It's not that there was a stand-in. But Michael 1.0 or 2.0 or whatever .0 was completely gone. And hello, Mr. Woohoo was there. I was wow. in love. I was in love with the world. I was in love with this boy. I was in love with the tree behind me. I was in such a state of bliss, of ecstasy, but, but not of like, oh, I'm high on pain. I had just gotten the big picture. Uh, there's a, a Japanese term for it, satori. Uh, which means awakening. And, and it doesn't mean, as my wife will attest to, that I'm enlightened or anything. I don't want to do that sort. But what it does mean is I got a big picture understanding on everything. And I had just prayed for safety and guidance. Here I am completely broken on the trail. I knew either what God was laughing and I wasn't buying that. I knew and got it that this is all happening for a reason mm -hmm. that shifted my gears i'll tell you just a couple more quick boo-boos i have renegotiated the contract maybe we'll get into that seven years one month 17 days later i'm hiking outside lake tahoe returning an rv from a book tour gone bad do one last hike meet a guy at the start of the trail he's got red hair and red mirror glasses who said uh, something to the effect of oh you've got to do this hike uh what, what did he say um no, you wouldn't miss it for anything in the world. It was some foreboding words. I can't remember the exact words now uh, about you need to take this hike. I did take the hike, found a, a, a snowmelt cavern at the top of this hike, a place called Horsetail Falls. 
dove and swam in this icy cold water from a snowmelt cornice up above, swam in it three times till I lost my glasses the third time because it was so cold. I forgot I even had my glasses on. <laughs> Got out. Jessica had me bundle myself up. We start hiking back to the RV. Uh, at one point I stop. I tell her I'm ready to have kids, how much I love her. We hug, we embrace. She walks across this tiny, narrow, easy section of the creek. I have my leather moccasins on to try to stay warm. I take a couple steps, go sliding, flying through oh. the air. I slip with the leather moccasins on a slimy rock and blammo. And here comes the tunnel, not a tunnel of light, but a tunnel of everything sucking in on me. I have just yelled to my wife, oh no, not again. And I was given a choice, Loretta. Mm -hmm. Do I want to just go into this abyss where it's very peaceful and gentle and there'll be no pain? Or do I fight like a, I, I'll be uh, uh, correct about this, fight like a uh, bloop. <laughs> a son of a gun. <laughs> I was going to go with more like a mofo. <laughs> I, I know, I, I was, I was. I like you were, his you were going PG, even more PG. <laughs> yeah, on I, I, was, I was like, <laughs> I like his better <laughs> to come back. And, and you don't, you don't tell your partner you're ready to have kids and then check out on them. <laughs> that just ain't cool. Um, what I did is it was the most profound experience. And like, I, I had to literally uh, consciously breathe. If I stopped, if I rested, there was no breath. It was not there. In fact, when the EMTs got there, there was no blood pressure. So it was by the grace of God, spirit, universe, giant cheeseburger in the sky, call it what you will, that I'm still here. Well, it always is for all of us, but that was very clear at that point. What I did is there was this amazing Lake Tahoe sun. It could have been something brighter, but I believe it was the Lake Tahoe sun. And I breathed in light and sent out love and breathed in light and sent out love. And they got there, the EMTs, uh, at least a good half hour later, and it was a couple of flight for lives to get me out of there. They were in a complete and total panic, and I was blissed out, bathing in light and love, even though I was racked in pain and still sitting uh, from my waist down in the creek, which was freezing cold, which is probably what saved my life mm -hmm. in that sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Couple last things. First, the Ooga Booga associated with this. And I think you can find it, one of my old websites, Mindful Running. Org, I think has a video of me being airlifted. I can't watch it. Um, but oh, um, no, no, no. Yeah. No, I cannot watch that. Um, accident number one, NDE number one, left me with a titanium femur, a titanium hip, titanium left femur, titanium left hip, and some wires and screws and hardware to hold everything together. Uh, this uh, second accident I wake up the next day in the hospital and the uh, PA comes in who assisted in the surgery said, how did you get your x-ray up on the website so fast? I'm like, are you kidding? I just woke up. What are we talking about? And he goes, here, I'll let me show you. Faked him out. That was the left leg. I now had an identical titanium femur in the right leg, titanium hip associated hardware. And I had an inch leg length discrepancy and now it was perfectly balanced. That's nothing, incredible. Nothing happens by accident. A year later, last thing, uh, we're finishing our mindful running program. We're out of alignment. We're pushing too hard. We're driving. We're striving. We're not leading with our hearts. And I go on a bike ride as I'm healing from NDE number two. Former professional cyclist raced in Europe, rounded a bend. It was in Maui, living on the side of Haleakala, a giant volcano there. And the bike floated up into the air 
and slammed me down into the ground, which I don't lose control of my bike, breaking all the bones in front of my heart, mm. behind my heart, and above my heart, finally and fully cracking me wide open. Wow. Yeah. It's after that I dove into automatic writing, which we'll probably talk about. It's after yes. that I started communicating with spirit on a whole new level. It's after that I started embodying the mystic that I am and what I call the mystic in training that everyone else is. We are meant to be mystics. We are meant to live on both sides of the veil. And I finally gave up the ghost of living with the thinking, driving, striving mind. And it doesn't mean that I'm not sharp and it doesn't mean I don't look both ways before I cross the road, but I was cracked wide open and I got it, Loretta. Wow. You, that is an incredible story. I'm I'm being with your metaphors. You gave up the ghost, right? You were cracked right open, broken, broken open, and changed or embodied. You know, it's hard to know. Um, I I'm always so curious as to what it is that has brought people to the point where they're at. And of course, we may never be able to answer the question why. Was that your journey? Although you're the titanium man, so... I can answer that one for me. Please do. Which is, I got it out of automatic writing. I got it out of uh, past life regression as well. Uh, on the other side of the veil, and that's a whole discussion, but basically, mm -hmm. before you were here, what my belief and what I have seen is there's a council of elders that you meet with. Yes. And you discuss your journey. What do you want to learn? What do you want to gain? Now, our personality is our personality on the other side of the veil. Maybe it changes over thousands or millions of lifetimes. I can't say. Sort of like our tastes start to change over time. They, they kind of ebb or flow in one direction or the other. But I was me on the other side of the veil. And what would Michael do? He said, well, I want to learn everything I can. Give me the works. And they're like, well, you can't handle the works. And I'm like, give me the works. They're like, you can't handle the works. I'm like, give me the works. And they're like, your wish is my command. My way of learning was the way of what I'm going to call humanity 1.0. Humanity 1.0, and that's where we're at, though we don't need to be. We can choose something different now, is to learn through pain and suffering. And so I said, give me all the trauma wow. you can. Okay. Give me all the trauma you can, and each one will accelerate my growth. Each one I will get something special out. That's why at the beginning I said I have now renegotiated as much as I can this agreement. So I came here to learn and grow. And I know my mission, everybody has a mission. Mine is to raise people's vibration, elevate consciousness, shift humanity. It's a big task that is on my heart. I couldn't get away from it if I tried. And I was cracked wide open to do it because apparently I chose that. Michael, you chose to hurt yourself? No, I chose to learn and grow. Now, I like to believe, hopefully I'm operating more at level 2.0, where we can learn through love. And that's where you're at, Loretta. Let's mm -hmm. learn through a higher level game. Yeah. Let's lean into the love. We don't have to play this game of, I can remember... My wife, uh, Jessica, she's my everything. And I don't think it was her second ayahuasca experience. And she's, you know, sick as a dog in the ayahuasca experience. And all of a sudden, this uh, tribal elder Amazonian, strong, fierce woman appears as Jessica and speaks through Jessica and says, 
how many times you're going to need to do this before you get it. That's humanity 2.0. How many times you're going to need to hurt yourself before you choose to learn another way. Beautiful. Thank you. That's a beautiful answer. And I think it lays it out there completely. Um, I've had two near-death experiences, right? Changed my life. So at some level, I understand. I did not go through what you did. It's different. Near, but yes. near death. People <laughs> take near-death as, oh, that's so cool. I want to check out all these near-death experiences. No, no, it's not cool. No, it's near-death. No. It means you're hurt like hell. So I'm sure your experience, we, we don't like try to one-up each other. No. But the fact that it's near-death means you went through hell. Yeah, it's exactly right. Yeah. Um, I'm being with this change, though, this, um, the word that's coming to me is metamorphosis, of right? Of course. The metamorphosis. And, you know, you embody your medicine. You embody your medicine. And to me, those are the real people. You have to do it. Um, like you say, you didn't hurt yourself, but I think you know, I'm just going to speak randomly. So it's what's coming to me in, in the desire of the heart to help, right? To serve, right? To help elevate that energy. You said, yes, I will choose me. I'm offering and here we go. And um, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So we are all light workers. We all have the potential yes. to elevate humanity through our song, through our vibration, through the note that we sing. Yeah. And when we get those punctuation marks, it often reminds us just how much we're here to do something for ourselves, which is really for everyone. As your mm -hmm. note goes up, it helps everyone around you. So you got some beautiful cosmic reminders. <laughs> yes. And um, I hear I hear Paul Selig's voice in what you just said, the of frequency, course. the upper room. And you do have some of that in your book. And um, yeah, I just talked to Paul a couple of weeks ago on the show. And um, yeah, I love definitely. Him. I love him. I love him. And everyone. You know, go out and get every book Paul Selig has. I can't recommend enough. It's not light reading. You'll yeah. make it a paragraph or two at a time. But he is a teacher who has uh, embodied the work. He started off as as a, you know, he'll call himself a grouchy New Yorker, but he's not anymore. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> because eventually you give up. And the teachings that are coming to you, through you, and for you, that you think are for others, you finally get it. And you embody, that's your favorite word here today, you embody the teachings. Yeah. Yeah, it is an embodiment. I love that. Um, we're going to take a little station break, so let everybody get a breath. And please do not go away. My amazing guest today, Michael Sandler, and I just so appreciate your 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 presence right there's a vulnerability authenticity in it and to me it's the real thing when we come back we are going to get into all the automatic writing experience and please 
don't go away. You need to hear this. You need to do this. So it's Loretta Brown with Michael Sandler. We'll be right back. Did you know that Reiki healing can be done at a distance? It's true. So let Reiki Oasis focus powerful energy to help relieve your stress, grief, sadness, anger, and so much more. Convenient, personalized treatments at a distance can increase lightness of being. During your appointment, find a quiet place to lie down or sit to receive healing energies. If you want help with your dis-ease, visit ReikiOasis.com. Harness life's energy. Visit ReikiOasis.com today. Time is funny. Sometimes it seems fast, another time slow. When it comes to time slots remaining on Alternative Talk 1150, time is running out. In fact, there are just a few primetime slots available. So if you want to host your own radio program, the time to call 425-653-1150 is right now. Nope, no time for excuses. Dial 425-653-1150 to find out how affordable it can be to host a radio show. Alternative Talk, we have an opportunity waiting just for you. Runners, to your mark. Set. Some may see a sprinter. At the NFHS, we see a future leader already off to the races. Some may see a volleyball player. Good hit! Way to go, girl! At the NFHS, we see a spike in confidence that will help her achieve her potential. What else do we see? Musicians learning to march to their own beat. We're the NFHS the national leader and advocate for high school athletics and activities in America, helping today's teenagers develop the skills they need to become tomorrow's leaders. And we see it happening in communities across Washington every single day. Learn more about the NFHS commitment to youth at NFHS.org. This message presented by the NFHS, the National Federation of State High School Associations. Energy is powerful. It's all around us, mysterious, full of potential. Directing positive healing energy to raise your vibrational rate through Reiki can change your life. Reiki master Loretta Brown has relieved stress, sadness, anger, and even helped clients lose weight, stop smoking, and end sleep disorders. Worldwide, people have sought out Reiki Oasis. If you want help with your dis-ease, visit ReikiOasis.com. Harness life's energy. Visit ReikiOasis.com today. Alternative Talk 1150, here to uplift your day. Welcome back to the original Loretta Brown Show with my guest, Michael Sandler. And I want to remind everybody that these shows are, are archived. You can go to 1150 KKNW for their original Loretta Brown show. If I could say it, you could do it. And um, you can download these shows for free. And there are literally hundreds of shows. We're also on Podcast One, iTunes, Twitter, um, Spotify, uh, YouTube. I know, Benny, I'm Lots missing Lots of a platforms. Uh, Megaphone. Yeah. Megaphone is our Meg- latest. Megaphone. Yep, which uh, occupies yeah, yeah. Uh, Spotify. That's right. So uh, do it. You can just uh, listen to it over and over again, and you should. So, Michael, I want to get into, ah, automatic writing experience. Please just tell us everything. (laughs) I have a lot of questions, but what is it, for those that don't know, um, how did you get into it? How did you change your life? You You see how I am. (laughs) 
automatic writing is uh, a process that it's easier than it even sounds. So I'll grab a pen here. It okay. doesn't require you knowing how to write. It doesn't require you being a writer. It doesn't require you being good at writing. You didn't have to get an A in English. <laughs> Basically, you go quiet. You put on some headphones, put on some theta brain entrainment music, a fancy way of saying uh, music that takes you out of your thinking mind. You write out a couple prayers. You got the pen on the paper. The pen keeps going. And all of a sudden, it takes just a little practice. Nothing hard. Let's not even call it practice. It takes a little playing. And suddenly, you get your love, Loretta. Life is good, Loretta. Breathe deep, Loretta. All is good. And you suddenly start getting direction on your life, who you are, why you're here, where you're going. You need to know today. And you start having conversations like Neil Donald Walsh and conversations with God. You start having conversations with angels, with guides, with whatever you call the source, the divine that is everything. Or the ooga booga amazingness in my life is uh, last year we lost a twin in utero. Her name is Miraku, which, stand, Miraku, which stands for miracle. And her twin sister, baby Hannah, is here in physicality with us. But Miraku showed up day number one and automatic writing, and thankfully has never left me alone since. <laughs> Every day I get into automatic writing and I'm starting to write to the angels and guides, and she's like, Daddy, I'm here. Let me talk for them. Like, oh. How I got into this process was, uh, if you can tell, I'm a little bit of a, a, a hard nut to crack, meaning I, I can be a suspect or skeptical about things. And after uh, NDE number um, number two, came back to Maui, was working on healing, met an amazing gentleman who introduced me to a, a strobing light called the Lucia, which helped me on my healing path, who introduced me to his partner who taught um, an automatic writing process of getting in touch with the Akashic masters, the librarians of the universe. Uh, yes. Mm -hmm. Took that class and had to write uh, in public the last day. And I wrote... And then unfortunately had to read it back to the class. Um, what I got from that was um, you'll be a leader, you'll be a teacher, you'll be speaking before thousands and thousands from a mountaintop up on high. And I read back, back to the class and I thought, well, that's my ego and that's BS. And I can't believe that I just said that in front of everybody. And I felt so publicly humiliated. I didn't try it again for another year and a half. Year and a half later, I picked up the pen, kind of morphed my own process, tried it again, leader, teacher, thousands of people, mountaintop up on high, threw it away again, then had a past life regression session, leader, teacher, thousands of people, mountaintop up on high, then had second NDE. And after that, uh, where my wife and I are wiped out financially. She's sick with mold toxicity poisoning from the house we're at on the side of Haleakala. I am uh, broken. Our finances are wiped out. And we had been holding space in a meditation center for three, four hours a day for six months in a row. We're doing this, plugging into spirit, and you felt so lost. Yes. And I made a yes. promise to myself. Yeah. I made a promise. I said, look, you're fighting like crazy. I get it that you don't want to leave Maui. And you're saying, I don't want to leave Maui. I don't want to leave Maui. I don't want to leave Maui. But you're about to get ejected, and it's going to be awesome, and you know it. And as soon as you leave, you are going to dive into automatic writing with everything you've got, and you are going to completely and totally suspend disbelief no matter what. Just reserve the disbelief. Right. I did it every single day. Out of that came our Inspire Nation show, which ended up number one on iTunes, which is just 
taken off. And now we said thousands of people or hundreds of thousands of people. It's now into the millions and millions or tens of millions of people all came out of automatic writing, the teaching, the classes, the travels, the everything. Even our baby Hannah came out of automatic writing. This discourse came out of it. A few years back, we're living in what was apparently, uh, we call it at the time, our dream home. Put that in quotes because universe has funny plans for us. And we were chased out by wildfire that, later that summer. However, I thought back, I was in Colorado. I had just come back from a trip. I had actually just come back from the uh, Nobel Peace Prize Summit that I had been invited to in Mexico. And we're living uh, up in Colorado, up uh, just by Aspen, but up on the side of a mountain with a town thousands and thousands of feet down below. And I realized I was the leader. I was a teacher. <laughs> and with my show, I was speaking before thousands and thousands, I'm about to cry, of people Me too. on a mountaintop up high. It was real. It worked. And the thing is, and you could call me a medium. You could call me a channel. I like Michael. That works. You know, energetic <laughs> being, having an energetic experience in human form. We all can do it. We can all plug. You don't need a special. I do not have special skills. We can all plug into spirit, hear from spirit, have a discord, a deep communication, or what I call communion the deepest communication with spirit, challenge spirit. Why am I here? What the heck is going on? What just happened? Right. Which, yeah. Everything of my existence is now peppered or not nah, peppered implies just the spice. Everything is led, is spirit driven at this point. This conversation, I can hear the guides of awe. Everything I do is coming through that voice. Hopefully every moment, or at least every important moment, I remember and am connected at a higher level than ever because I do this on a daily basis. I love and yes, that. they made me write the book. <laughs> made me write the book. I see. Them and Jessica wasn't my choice. <laughs> um, so did you write this book with automatic writing? Yes. And or yes, but okay, I'm no Paul Selig. Yes, <laughs> it comes yeah. through the channel that it's given. Paul Selig, I, I guess I am a decent orator, but he was he was uh, teaching at NYU. Um, what is it? Uh, not script writing. Um, whatever you write for movies and things of that sort. He was teaching this kind of writing and this kind of prose. And so it just flows through him so eloquently and it gets a book right there with myself. I haven't been able, I'm much better to channel the wild horses like him. I think the first try was like a couple thousand pages, which was just unusable. The second try was probably just as long, gave it to an editor and came out at just a mess the third try, they tried just doing my spoken word, which was equally as challenging. And it was finally on the fourth try. And my editor did give up right at the very end. And I think had to be coerced back by the publisher to get this. It's, it's an absolutely beautiful book, but there's a fire hose of information that they want to give me. Now we're many years down the road since I, I, I got into the writing. I have a better control, they're laughing, of the fire hose at this yeah, point. I don't have any control. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So 
I can write, like if you go to dailywoohoo.com, it's W-O-O-H-O-O, dailywoohoo.com, I write from the guides of awe, I write a daily attunement, meaning it shifts your vibration each day. And those are tighter and more concise because I've had so much practice. But getting that book out took some work because I had to ride so many wild Mustangs to do it. And I can even remember at the very end, I'm just about getting out the book and um, I yanked it back from the editor one more time. That's when she quit. Um, <laughs> I love you, Sandy. <laughs> um, because the guide said, do you get it now? And I'm like, oh, what do you mean? They're like, you just wrote a book on automatic writing. I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll buy that. They said, the writing ain't the writing. What? It's not about the writing. Uh-oh. It's an energetic attunement. Yes. It's a tuning fork. Yeah. The words have meaning, yes, but it's the vibration that's behind the word that matters most. My editor's like, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I and love I that. To get that in there. Yes. Yes, you did. Yeah, it's very important. Um, so I wanna I wanna make sure that the listeners understand that your book, Awe, the automatic writing experience, actually tells you how to do it. It's a it's it's like that. Autom mm -hmm. Automatic writing is a process that's been around for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. All of the greats, people wrote it saying, I don't know what happened. It just came to me, even before the word download. What I was able to do in this book, and it's very sharp and concise, and it is not, as I'm speaking here, it is not a wandering ebbing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it is step by step. Here's the technology. Here's what you do. Here's what you sit. Here's how it begins. Don't worry about anything. And step by step, so ridiculously easy. Yes. It walks you through everything. And that's never been documented before, as far as I know. And I look for every book on it I could find. Yeah. After. You yeah, after. Yes. You also have in here, and of course, look at, I have tabbies because I'm that girl. And I'm definitely, you know, I, I do my own version of this. I, it's very similar, but I'm going to just follow you. You have uh, somewhere in here, you actually have what I call a cheat sheet of yeah. the steps. And to me, that is just so invaluable because when I was reading, I thought, oh, I should take notes here. And then I came across it and I went, well, thank you. Thank you, Michael. You already have that in there. Um, I want to ask a couple of questions that I know people ask. Number one, how do you tell the difference between your voice and the automatic writing voice? And I'm using the word voice, right? Here's a super simple way. And, and people can also go, I have a, a live program once a month, automaticwriting.com and a whole video-based program make it super easy. But the voice is very, very ridiculously easy to know. The voice that's in our head on a daily basis is the voice that, well, we'll, we'll give it that technical term again, B-slaps us. <laughs> <laughs> it is not a kind, loving voice. <laughs> I'm laughing. I, I think, I don't know if it was Urban Laszlo or, or Amit Goswami. One of them said... You do realize, Loretta, that the majority of that thinking is negative, right? And I went, yes. yeah, it is. Why? Why? I don't know. Well, it's a negativity. Go to Rick Hansen, Hardwired for Happiness. Yeah. It's a negativity bias. Our default mode network looks for danger to keep us alive, to keep the tribe going. 
If you have a car cut you off from a dangerous situation and you get home, that's all you'll talk about because talking about it anchors it in and might save your life. And if you had somebody wave to you and send you love on the drive, that was nice. You ain't going to be talking about it because the bias of the mind is to look for danger to keep you safe. So your mind is always hunting for danger and is always smacking you upside the head to tell you what you did wrong. That's the voice of the ego. That's the voice in your mind. That isn't a voice that's saying, you are love, Loretta. You are beautiful, Loretta. (laughs) Loretta, you are perfect just as you are. But that's the voice of awe. Now, the voice of awe may still have very specific words of, of guidance or tell you to do things. Or my best man, Jack, at our wedding, Jack Burden, he's 89 at our wedding. He passed away at 93 and a half. He comes through in, the, in automatic writing because you can plug into anyone on the other side. And um, his favorite words, still on the other side. He's a crotchety old man on the other side. And he'll go, damn it, Michael. <laughs> but the <laughs> damn it, Michael, is out of love. And you just heart just goes, Bleh. There is a feeling state that never comes from you. We can work on cultivating it, but you will know when that feeling state is coming from something supra above, higher than your thinking mind and your physical mental self. I like what you said earlier in the show about playing with it, because, you know, a lot of people get really caught up in, oh, my gosh, I have to do it right. And is this right? And, and, you know, beginners, people just starting out with this, um, you know, like we want them to have a positive experience. Obviously, you do. So just kind of talk to that a little bit. Well, it's self-help has been uh, hijacked somewhere along the way. And, 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 and it becomes this thing we have to do rather than something we want to do. And it becomes that we're all taught we're broken. There's something that needs to be fixed, that needs to be changed, that there's something wrong with you. There ain't nothing wrong with you. You are perfect, perfect, just as you are. And yes, we continuously can improve in a sense, sort of like the universe is perfect and is always growing and always expanding. With that said, we need, each one of us needs another practice like a hole in the head. So no more practices. Let's play with this. Let's groove to this. Let's have fun with this. Let's put on some music. Let's kick back. When I first started doing automatic writing and took it seriously, I had my wife's old ratty college chair. And I love Stevie Wonder and I love Stevie Wonder's music. I would kick back in this chair, eyes just about closed, and I'm writing and wiggling back and forth as if I'm Stevie Wonder at his finest, grooving to the tune of the universe. Yeah. That's what this is about. And when it stopped being fun, you put down the pen or you step away from the keyboard until another day. We don't push. We don't strive. That's the thinking mind. And that gets us into so much trouble. This is all heart. And you don't have to be good at it beginning you don't have to be great you don't even have to get any words some people it takes a few weeks but guess what it's an attunement you're bathing in a frequency and all of a sudden you feel better people have been clinically depressed anxiety fear you name it and all of a sudden they're like i'm like how's the automatic writing going i'm like well i haven't gotten anything yet but the strangest thing this is after just a week or two but the strangest thing is i suddenly feel so much better and i went out today and i met with some friends and i did this and i did that well do you want to stop the automatic writing if you're not getting it no way Mm -hmm. yeah they get it they're bathing in the frequency the word is not the word 
Yeah. Yeah, I totally get that. You you talk a bit about how it changes our brains, right? But there's a yeah. there's this I'm I'm really getting it's it's changing the brains. And of course you use theta, you know, you've got specific instructions for people exactly what to do. But I think that the immersion in that, you know, and and I want to ask you in a minute what your daily routine is, like how do you use this, right? And of course you use it in every area. But it, you you start to, you shift yourself. It's like tuning yourself up, right, is the yeah. way I look at it. And so you're constantly, I don't know, my sister used to play the violin. I, I was not good on the violin, but, you know, turning those pegs, getting those strings where they need yeah. to be, right? And to, to, to steal a line from Paul Selig and his guides, but the guides are the guides. So they come through here, they come through there, is, is it's tuning you to a higher and higher frequency or to a higher octave and to a higher octave and taking you to an, the upper room and then to an even higher upper room, so to speak, as yeah. your frequency keeps changing. So yeah, it is like, oh, <laughs> and and you're 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 tuning in it's funny we, we go out for a walk each morning uh jessica myself baby hannah attached to jessica's chest in this uh she's nine months old in the harness and rue in my arms my uh my uh rooster sidekick uh and we go out for a walk every morning we we do um i'll, I'll send you a picture of that please do please <laughs> and do. we get to the halfway point where we turn around and Jessica looks at me like a conductor and she starts to go, <clears throat> and I go, <laughs> and get to a certain point. And then she starts tapping on her buckle, tap, 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 tap. And then we start our, it's the, the Raiders March from Raiders of the Lost Ark. We start going, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> and then halfway through the song, dun, 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 dun. we turn around, Hannah gets his demon grand. We go, Fuck, 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 fuck. And it is the funniest thing to see, but we have tuned our instruments halfway through every walk. That's hysterical. That's great. So what I do each morning is, now understand I have a nine-month-old baby. She may or may not sleep through the night. <laughs> and so uh, with her teething right now, we're getting our, our butts kicked, Loretta. So mm. I, I, I have my my aspiring time that I hope to get up at, which used to be 444, which now maybe is 555 or, or it is whenever, you know, I've been slayed the night before, wherever I can crawl out of bed. Right. I go downstairs, very, very quiet because the rooster is still sleeping in the other room. You don't want to wake the rooster. <laughs> and he's good till just about eight now in his dark, quiet room, as long as you keep it dark and quiet, unless it's a bright sunshine. Now, this is the East Coast, sort of like Seattle. It rarely has a bright sunshine, <laughs> so he'll sleep in. But also then there might be kitties that are queuing up for food. And so I, I try to do what I can. I sit down. I go quiet. I put on my theta brain entrainment music. Now, I used to do it as writing. Now I do it as typing because I was dyslexic growing up. I still am. And when I start writing fast, my words and letters reverse each other. It becomes really hard to write. So I go on the computer. I write out a few prayers. Chances are Miraku has already jumped in. And then I will ask, what do I need to know today? And I'll get a brilliant teaching or understanding or even some nitty gritty, some nuts and bolts. All right, you're moving. You're in mid-move. What do you get to do? And then 
I get my daily woohoo newsletter that they always queue up and I have no idea what I'm going to write. And then I teach several days of the week. I have a school of mystics and, and I do a teaching on a Monday night YouTube live. They give it to me. I have no clue what it's going to be. It is the scariest thing, Loretta, to be knowing that you're going to speak before 10, 20. Well, our biggest YouTube lives are maybe 40, 50,000 people. And you have no idea what you're going to be talking about. Yeah. And they'll lay the whole thing out before me. And then they'll tell me what's the most important thing to do for the day. And then they'll send me on my way. Typically, they'll say it's time to get Rue out right now. And uh, away we go. And he's, I've got the microphone on, on a mode that you can't hear it, but he's just started singing right now because the baby has just woken up. I love it. Um, I do want to make a point for the listening audience that uh, Michael has written an amazing book, Awe, The Automatic Writing Experience. And I, I, I'm just going to speak for you. And of course you can speak for yourself, but I think everybody needs to get this book and everyone needs to do this. Because if we all do this, we will change our lives and change the world. And anybody can do it. And I like how you you threw in there that you can write, but you can also type it. And there are, are, are things that you can do, but you can use the automatic writing for absolutely every single area of your life. Every single area, right? Um, and you are you are leading it, it is it is running your life or working with you. Like I, I really get that. Like it's changed your whole life. Um, I want to ask you, cause I know you did automatic writing for this show. Um, did you get any messages for the listening audience? I get messages. It's a great question. I get messages based on where I'm at because they like to speak in story and parable and metaphor. <laughs> And the story that I got today or the, 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 the teaching that I got today is, and I can't help but think of, of Brian Tracy and uh, um, I think his book is like Eat the Frog or Eat That Frog or something like that, Poor Frog. We try to do too much and we pick yeah. on ourselves for that. In fact, as, human, as, as humanity, meaning we live by a TikTok clock that's not real. It's not real on the other side of the veil, but it helps us structure our world here. But we live in a state of delusion. And the state of delusion is um, that I can get more done in a day that I think I can and less done in a lifetime. And the message is very simple. It's not to try to do too much, but simply one step before the other. And it doesn't even matter. We're such hyper-perfectionists. It doesn't matter which step you take first. Lead with the heart and take one baby step before the other. You will get into that flow. You will get into that water and it will carry you somewhere greater than you could ever, ever imagine. And the last note that I would add to that is plug into spirit, whether that's through automatic writing, go to automaticwriting.com, whether that's through that or any one process that you have and do that on a daily basis, you will live a spirit driven life and it will change everything for your highest good and the highest good of all or something even better.